0: The following content is not suitable for children.
1: George, we're going to talk about what's exciting in sex medicine.
0: All right. Bring new, it on.
1: I know. Isn't this fun? We're going to have Dr. Polly Watson, and we're going to get to ask her all our questions about medical stuff and what's new and what she can bring to us and help with libido and orgasms and all kinds of stuff. All righty. <laughs> Welcome to Foreplay Radio, Couples and Sex Therapy. I'm Lori Watson, your sex therapist.
0: And I'm George Fallon, your couples therapist.
1: And we are passionate about talking about sex and helping you develop a way to talk to
0: each other. Our mission is to help our audience develop a healthier relationship to sex that integrates the mind, the heart, and the body.
1: For a great personal lubricant, please check out uberlube.com. And use the coupon foreplay to support us at the podcast. Thanks. Our guest today is Dr. Polly Watson, and she is a certified, board-certified gynecologist. She's also a menopausal specialist through the North American Menopause Society. She's a certified practitioner. Her practice focus is on finding the root causes of health imbalances, and she's certified by the Institute of Functional Medicine. Dr. Watson's practice of menopausal medicine isn't simply about giving hormones. She addresses the complex interaction of stress hormones, sex hormones, blood sugar control, gut health, and detoxification to provide sustainable whole-person solutions for optimizing health. I would like to say, too, that I've known Dr. Polly Watson for 10 or 15 years, and she's smarter than God, and she's somebody that is my go-to in Raleigh, North Carolina. And she can treat patients if they are visiting North Carolina and she can see them at least once here, then she can treat you for all these kinds of problems. And Polly has always been especially interested in sex medicine and has helped many of my patients. So I'm really proud and glad to have her on our podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Lori. You're so welcome. And I want to tell a little bit more about you we're going to post this on the show notes so people can find you but her website is hormonewellnessmd.com and she has two things that she's doing right now she's offering a libido class so all kinds of medical stuff having to do with libido and then there's also a free link to a discovery consultation she'll give you 10 minutes for free to talk to you about your issues. And all of those websites will be posted on our website, so you can find her there. So hello, Polly. It's so fun to be here. Thanks. You're welcome. So, you know, I, I wanted to start and ask you a couple questions. I've been hearing this thing about an O-shot. And what is this O-shot thing, and can it help women have vaginal orgasms? That's what I want to know.
0: Laurie, can I ask one question before yes. we get to specifics? Yes, go ahead. Are you... Welcome, Polly. And are you mostly just treating women or are you...
2: So I'm a gynecologist, so I only see women. Only
0: see women. Okay.
2: So the O-Shot is kind of new and exciting. I'm not 100% sure it's ready for prime time, but let's kind of explain how it works. Okay. So it's using a technology called platelet-rich plasma. And so the simple way to understanding this is that... Someone gets blood drawn at their doctor's office and the blood is spun down and platelets are a really healing component of the blood. So there is a some blood drawn, the platelets are extracted from that, and then they're re-injected into the patient, either in the front side of the vaginal wall or up around the clitoris. And the idea is that these very healing cells are going to help bring more blood flow and help... Strengthen
0: this area
2: and help it improve its function. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I got to. First
1: of all, you said shot in the vagina, so. (laughs)
0: That was a bit disturbing right there.
2: (laughs) Right, right. So um, the patient receiving this procedure would feel a little bit of a prick. There can be a topical latocaine to be applied to the area before the injection is given. The vagina actually isn't wired to feel sharp. It's wired to feel stretched. So patients actually tolerate vaginal injections a lot better than we might think. Uh The periclitoral area, I would imagine, is a little bit more sensitive. And again, the topical anesthetic placed before the injection is given would be really helpful. But is a quick procedure, not a prolonged, drawn-out thing. Okay,
1: so we know that most women don't have vaginal orgasms how does this work that it does it create sort of a bit more swelling or something around the G spot so that that makes better contact with the penis or how does that supposed to work?
2: Right. So Lori, we don't have any great data that says that the O-shot is going to improve vaginal orgasm per se. So I don't think that that can be a promise of this procedure, but we do know that all those beautiful clitoral nerve roots sort of are residing in that front half of the vaginal wall. So if we're pulling more blood flow to this area, then hopefully we're giving more nourishment to those nerve roots and we'll improve someone's sexual response. So this would be A presumed treatment for someone who had orgasmic problems and maybe arousal problems, but maybe not so much desire problems. Okay. Um, I think it's really exciting technology. This technology is used in a lot of other areas of medicine, like joint health and things like that. And I think the medical community is still trying to kind of grapple with how do we make this a standardized procedure so that we can study it more carefully and we can really give people more clear guidance on how effective it is. I was reading last night about people using platelet-rich plasma for hair loss, and one of the things that determined whether or not it was going to work well was the number of platelets a person had to start with. So there are a lot of variables on the practitioner end about how they prepare the cells and how they inject them, how much they inject, but also on the patient side about how many platelets they have. Okay, great. I know that there
1: are creams that we get in our area And I send women to get these compounded creams. So could you tell us a little bit about Scream Cream and Joy Gel, how they work? And how they enhance sex for a woman.
2: So these are topical vasodilators. So what that means is they're topical agents we can apply to the clitoral area to bring more blood flow where we want it quickly. So this might be a really great win in COVID area sex, where maybe the kids are all home and we don't have the privacy we want. And we're running off to the shower with our partners and we don't have a lot of time. <laughs> uh, a little scream cream or a little joy gel might get us there a little quicker. Nice, and it feels like someone's blowing kind of really cold air on the genitals. So the clitoris gets engorged really quickly. And it's sort of hard to ignore it, if you will. You've got a lot of body signals going on where if your brain's kind of wandering off, it'll bring you back to your body a little bit more quickly. Okay.
1: So just out of curiosity, is it a little like Vicks
2: Vapor Rub, sort of that you know, boom, cold feeling that you get? So some of them have menthols in them and others don't. Um, uh. You can get them flavored with peppermint if like oral sex is part of your game and a flavor is appealing to you or your partner. I personally don't like that peppermint sensation. So you can get them without that. And it's just topically vasodilating or kind of help with clitoral engorgement right away.
0: Okay, cool. This is- such a fun conversation peppermint taste scream cream joy gel i never heard of any of this stuff
2: i know wow. you can get raspberry flavored george how do you feel about raspberry i
0: like raspberry
1: <laughs> that's great polly tell us about where you send people to get this scream cream and joy gel and how they can get it is it prescription only or is it over the counter
2: Right. So these are both prescription products. I've had a terrific working relationship with Dr. Wendy at Triangle Compounding Pharmacy, and she's been really responsive and helping if patients have a problem or if they have an ingredient that they're sensitive to and helping adapt the prescription to personally give that patient exactly what they need that might not be right off the shelf. So a compounding pharmacy is sort of where they make it right then and there, and they can really individualize products just for that particular patient.
1: Good. And I have worked with Triangle Compounding Pharmacy, too, for many years. And I know that they have the formulas that we're talking about. So that would be a great place to get it. We will post on the website how you access them. And you need your own doctor to fax a prescription, right? Right. Okay, what happens when we're in menopause? And all sorts of things can go wrong, like vaginal dryness and atrophy and our hormones can be depleted. What do you got for
2: us? So my favorite product is using vaginal DHEA. And there's a commercial formulation of this called Enterosa. You could also have this compounded. And the cool thing about vaginal DHEA, there are a lot of cool things. But one is that it's very safe. DHEA is a pro-hormone that turns into both estrogen and testosterone in the system. And when you measure women who are using it and you measure their hormone levels and you compare them to women who aren't using it, they don't have an increase in hormone levels. So it's very safe. But the cool thing about DHEA vaginally is that it acts on all three layers of the vaginal epithelium or the vaginal skin. So when I meet a woman who's maybe failed estrogen... Yeah,
1: you got you to keep it at fifth grade for me, Polly.
2: I'm trying. I, I, I want to... So the cool thing about vaginal DHA is that it works on all three layers of the vaginal skin. And I found that it really helps women who have not had good success with just their standard estradiol products like estrace cream or even and cream or estrogen tablets in the vagina. So, Uh,
1: okay, I'm going to slow you down for just a minute and tell me because so many women come to me in menopause. And they've said, my doctor said I can't have hormones, or I don't want to take hormones. And so they're having vaginal dryness and atrophy, which is kind of shrinking of the tissues, right? And the tissue is not as stretchy as it used to be. And they have pain with intercourse. And they really believe that hormones are dangerous. So can you at least speak to us just vaginal estrogen to begin with? I I, I want to go back a step. Sure. Because someone's not even using that.
2: Right. And I feel like it's, It's really a travesty because I feel like people are making choices, maybe not with all the information that they need. So American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology published a position statement back in 2016 on women who actively had hormone-receptive positive breast cancer. And in that publication, they said that the amount of exposure was so low that it was safe for women with hormone-receptive positive breast cancer to use low-dose topical vaginal estrogen. So I will often provide that to patients because I feel like it's really helpful to have a concrete document from a, a major organization really reassuring us that we don't absorb this so much that it doesn't have a significant effect. It's just a shame to have people suffer out of misinformation.
0: So interesting. You mentioned DHEA, right? Hormones that I talk about this in my book, Sacred Stress, that that's the critically important hormone in a stress response, right? That's really bringing a sense of calmness and and a need for connection during that fight or flight response. So it's fascinating to see that this hormone is also so influential in what's happening around arousal.
2: Right. I think that's a really good point. And DHEA vaginally acts a little different than it does orally. So even with, in terms of women and wanting a little more libido, we have seen some women respond positively where their libido will improve with vaginal DHEA, but we don't see that with oral DHEA.
1: And I think, you know, my heart is all about breast cancer survivors because that's been a lot of my doctoral work. I think, you know, so many of them are suffering so much. There's so many things that they lose sexually. And to know that their vaginas don't have to dry out, they do don't have to go through so much pain with sexual intercourse. I mean, this is good news. So if you are a breast cancer survivor, we obviously want you to consult with your oncologist. But also, this is a possibility that ACOG, the big super organization, has said is good for you and is is okay for you and safe. And that's the good news. Okay, let's come back after the break. We have sex toys to talk about and other meds and some things to ask Polly. Just want to recommend to you again uberlube.com with the coupon Foreplay. This supports us at the podcast and it is a great lubricant. I've been recommending it for years. I give out samples to all my patients. It has long lasting performance without that sticky residue that hangs you up when you're making love. This is scent free, it's taste free, it's a beautiful feeling on your skin of soft and silky. It has only four ingredients and three types of high-grade silicone. There's a trace of vitamin E. It will not impact your pH balance. It doesn't change your hormones. It won't cause allergic reactions, which some of the lubricants out there do. So this is why I can highly recommend this one. It's also recommended by other thousands of doctors globally, and it's made here in the USA. It has discreet and classy packaging, which I love because I can keep it on my nightstand it's a glass container with white lettering. Nobody would see it as any different than a perfume bottle. It's really high class. So please check out uberloop.com and use the coupon foreplay.
0: Save 10% when you use the coupon foreplay at uberloop.com.
1: Hey, we talked about this in the episode, or we're just about to. And this is Triangle Compounding Pharmacy. This is a local group near me. But the cool thing is, is they can ship to nine states if your physician works in these states, North Carolina, Tennessee, Virginia, Florida, South Carolina, Georgia, Vermont, Nevada, or Minnesota. And we really are recommending that you try Joy Gel or Scream Cream. They're topical creams. They're safe, low risk, and they help your body get aroused faster, faster. So these are specially compounded, triangle compounding pharmacy can work with any allergies or sensitivity. They will consult with you or your physician and gynecologist to review all the active ingredients enjoy gel and scream cream again they are hormone free they work on vasodilation it kind of just helps you feel more able and more ready more aroused faster so contact triangle compounding pharmacy at info at trianglecompounding.com dot 919-858-0809 and we'll post this at the end of the episode and on our resource section on foreplay radio sex
0: Welcome back. Thanks, Polly, for all this great information on on the science and the chemicals and what's happening medical. But I know a lot of our listeners also want to hear about the sex toys and the new gadgets out there, robots and lasers. I mean, this is all this kind of crazy stuff. And, you know, most of us don't grow up in families that ever talk about this. So this is pretty exciting stuff. So where you want to go first. So
2: George, maybe possibly in your history, have you ever encountered a couple where a female wanted to bring a sex toy into a heterosexual couple and maybe the male partner didn't feel quite so positive about that? Has that
0: ever happened? Oh, just once or twice.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So one thought would be to consider a cock So this is like a silicone ring that goes around the base of the penis. And then there's a little vibrator. And so if it arranged properly, the little vibrator would hit the clitoral area while there was penis and vagina sex going on so that the woman could get some dedicated clitoral stimulation during penetrative intercourse. And that way, maybe the sex toy would be seen as sort of celebrating the connection together rather than as a separate extracurricular activity how's that
0: have you have you done a podcast that work great language (laughs) celebrating the connection between the two of them i've never heard a cock ring being described that way that was nice
1: (laughs) yeah i think you know with sex toys sometimes men are worried that they're going to be replaced that's the big fear i think or they're going to be compared and again most women Like clitoral stimulation versus necessarily vaginal stimulation. So sometimes all the things that you see advertised, they're not even buying that. Um, Yeah, they're buying clitoral stimulation. And
0: the opposite is also true, right? There's just a lot of men who want to introduce toys and their partners are not so receptive to wanting toys. You know,
1: I get a lot of women who tell me, Polly, that they don't like the way their genitals look. And some of them are really up for changing that surgically And they are asking and consulting with their physicians and surgeons about a labioplasty. Can you explain what that is? What it might do to her sensation if she does this? And why are women considering this?
2: Yeah, well, I think women in general are pretty tough on their bodies. And you think. But never, right?
1: Men, too. Men, too, are tough on their bodies.
2: Exactly. And so with the sort of much more accessible nature of porn now, I think that some really unrealistic concepts about how bodies are supposed to look has become very popularized. So the way we talk about, excuse me, this with my kids is talking about porn in terms of superhero bodies. So superhero bodies may look different and they may be able to do things that regular people can't do. And so if we're always comparing ourselves to superhero bodies, then we might be a little disappointed when we are out in the, excuse me, the real world. So labiaplasty is a surgical procedure where the labia are typically shortened and made symmetric. So it's not at all unusual or abnormal to have labia that are different looking and are a little bit longer and might hang down a little bit from the body. That is a completely normal looking labia. I just want to put
1: a pitch in here for a book called Petals that you can get on Amazon. And it is a beautiful book, very explicit look at the vulva about... 50 different pictures of 50 different women with vulvas that look totally different. Um, So all kinds of different races, different looks, labia that is normal. But I think that often in porn, we see one type of labia. Right. And so women say, when they look at porn, they say, I don't look like that. Or worse, maybe their partners say, I don't like the way you look. And then they get the feeling like, there's something wrong with them, right?
2: And there's not anything wrong with having an asymmetric labia or a little bit longer labia, but labial length has absolutely nothing to do with sexual function. And I found this actually published in the scientific literature. So I think if someone's thinking about surgery and they're anticipating that doing the surgery is going to change their sexual experience, that's not necessarily the case. they well, so that's are- good then. They're undergoing surgical risk for an unknown benefit.
1: I just want to understand. So you're saying if they have the surgery, it will not diminish their sexual response? Or you are saying there's no guarantee that it will increase their sexual response, right?
2: There's no guarantee that it will increase their sexual response. So women have been studied with all different labial lengths, and labial length does not correspond to sexual function. So changing your labial length doesn't necessarily improve sexual function. Okay. And I don't know, George, can you chime in from a man's perspective? Like, Really? Do you really care if one labia is a little longer than the other? Like really?
0: Uh, I'm trying I'm trying to figure out how we went from the fun conversation of screen cream <laughs> and toys to, to surgeries for that. That seems a little uh a little extreme. Yes, I think most, most men could not really care about that and would rather put that energy towards kind of having more fun and more playful things. But I was curious about, if we're all going to talk about the medicines like the female Viagra's and I know there's, there's different viability, is it called, or different kind of how, what's the effectiveness of that? Do you have any comments on the, uh, you know, treating low arousal with that medication?
2: Sure. So, George, absolutely. This is an area where women have really been looking for solutions. And, you know, the explosion of erectile medicines in the 90s really has left women hanging. And so it is so important. So to speak. (laughs) (laughs) That we have... Options and solutions. So the way I think about arousal issues in women is adding more gas or taking your foot off the brake. So the two medicines, one is called flabanserin or Addyi, works by sort of putting the foot off the brake and lowering inhibition, if you will. So it is a, a medicine that acts on serotonin to increase dopamine, and that's going to take the foot off the sexual brake. And you know, Addy's is really interesting. When it first came out, there was a lot of concern about alcohol use with it. And the FDA actually came out more recently and said that women can have two drinks during the day that they take Addy, And then if they were gonna drink more than that, they would just skip their dose that day. So I think a lot of the initial concern around Addy and alcohol has been alleviated. The other medicine is called Vilisi. And this is a medicine that is an injection um, not in the genitals, just in the subcutaneous area. So either in the top of the thigh or in the belly fat.
0: Um, like an EpiPen?
2: Yes, exactly. Okay. So the little little needles about the thickness of an eyelash. So it's pretty small. And it's to be given about 40 minutes before desired sexual activity. And... If it's going to work for somebody, you're going to know in the first sort of four injections. One of the kind of downsides of this medicine is that they had a fair amount of nausea and vomiting. And that's super not sexy. (laughs) Um, The drug company has said that if you can get past the first injection, a lot of times those side effects go away. So I think that's important for people to understand. but. That's kind of how they work. So um, Addy had one more sexually satisfying event per month in users versus non-users. And in the Bileci, they didn't see an increase in number of sexually satisfying events, but they did notice a decrease in sexual distress and that was statistically significant. So that's kind of where we are on those two medicines.
1: You know, if you think about couples who are having sex once a month, and then they increase by twice. It's almost like you know having sex every week except for the week of her period. So they get a little more normal pattern. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, we think psychologically. I mean, there are many factors that go behind low libido, but just to know that a, a little shot could change something inside you would probably make a lot of females out there feel less crazy, right? That there is actually something happening within the body. That's physiologically.
2: Kind of, well, and right? I also think that it's an act of intention. So if we're walking around expecting fabulous sex just to drop in our lap and desire just to wash over us, then we might be disappointed. But if we've gone to a clinician, we've had a conversation, we've had a conversation with our partner, we're being so much more intentional to trying to change that thing in our life. I think that in and of itself is also powerful. So, George, in the pharmaceutical area, we kind of talked about those, but there are two herbal things that might be worth mentioning. And one is a medicine or it's a herbal product called Ristella, and it's a pine bark extract, but it also works to engorge or increase blood flow to the genital area. And so it's kind of exciting in that. It's an herbal thing, so it takes longer to work. So it takes about two months to notice a difference. But at two months, about 75% of women will report an improvement in orgasm and an improvement in arousal. There is also a poster presentation at ISWISH, which is International Society for the Study of Women's Sexual Health this year, on women who were on antidepressants, and they had low arousal and desire and sexual function due to their antidepressants. They gave them Ristella, and they found a statistically significant improvement. That's awesome. So still really early but this is something that is i think really low risk that someone could get without a prescription isn't going to interact with their antidepressant and that could really provide some relief so i just wanted to make sure we mentioned that
0: what about chocolate
2: <laughs> i'm never going to say no to chocolate ever
0: all right well we they gotta they have you back in it. i have so many questions on the acupuncture and aphrodisiacs and robots there's <laughs> so many things out there right to spicing things up and just kind of bring in some some new energy.
2: Well, thanks so much for having me. Yeah. Do you have any comments about robots, Polly? You mean sex robots? I know nothing about sex <laughs> robots. Sorry. George, do you know
0: anything about sex robots? I don't, but I figured they're coming. Well, that's the whole gist of this podcast, right? We're just trying to get people to get more comfortable having conversations and be more intentional which then they could decide if this is something that's going to enhance our connection, our sex life, or is it something that interferes with it, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a whole host of things coming out there in the field as technology advances. And I'm sure some of it can help and some of it can hurt. And, you know, we need to be able to have a forum like this. Thank you, Polly, for coming on and educating our listeners and us.
2: Well, thanks so much for having me. Have a great day.
0: Thanks for listening to 4Play Radio. Keep it hot. Again,
1: we'd love to thank Dr. Polly Watson for all her knowledge and sharing with us today. You can reach Polly at hormonewellnessmd.com. She serves all of North Carolina. And if you are visiting, she can see you as a patient when you are in state. Thank you so much, Polly. Hey, I want to draw your attention to a course that George is doing for couples. It's on October 30th, and it's an all-day retreat. He is basically spending a whole day with you in experiential learning. So you go as a couple by Zoom to kind of gain the best tools and understanding how to grow and safeguard your relationship. Again, this is by George. We will have a link to it under the resources on our website, or link, hopeandrenewal.org, connection-course. And George and I are also going to do a Facebook Live for our patrons in October. Thank you so much for joining us on our mission. We look forward to being with you for a Q&A soon.
0: Call in your questions to the Foreplay play question voicemail. Dial 833-MY4PLAY. That's 833, the number 4, PLAY. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor.
2: Seeking the truth never gets old.